the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bill Bunkley with something to think about. Just when you thought Parkland's massacre details could not get any worse, now we learn the bombshell news that the train Broward County School Resource Officer was, after all, right outside the classroom building while the shooting was taking place. For six minutes while the attack was underway, this officer was hiding outside the targeted building behind a pillar for four of those six minutes, doing nothing to engage the shooter inside. This is too much. The failures. First, it was the FBI times two, then the Broward County Sheriff's Office with multiple previous calls of service on the shooter, Florida's Department of Children and Families investigators who minimize the shooter cutting himself and being deeply depressed, and now what many are labeling a cowardly school resource officer. What a historic, total system failure of indescribable proportions. Well, welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show on this Friday afternoon. It is about, I'm about coming to the place where as a radio talk show host, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to comment on. I don't know the point to make. Uh, the colossal failure that uh, is now on multiple levels is too much. Now, before we um, have a uh, a little bit more of a discussion about this topic. We have some other breaking news this afternoon. We have a woman who has um, driven into one of the barriers, car barriers, just outside the gate of the White House in Washington. We don't know exactly any details. Happened just a moments ago. She has been apprehended. The Secret Service is on this. Uh, I believe everybody is safe. Well, I know everybody's safe, but uh, we've got uh, an incident at the White House, and we have no idea what are the details, but uh, we wanted to bring that to you this afternoon. Well, a very big day for the president. The president spoke for an hour and 15 minutes at CPAC there in Maryland, and uh, it was a very lively conversation, to say the least. We learned a little bit about his bald spot. Yeah, learned about his ball spot as he was looking at himself into the monitors there while he was speaking, and he told his uh, infamous snake story. Now, I'm not going to go any further on any of those two topics, but just kind of lightening it up here this afternoon. What we are going to be doing during today's show is uh, we're going to be hearing from the president. He made some very specific comments about uh, public school safety and security. While speaking to CPAC, we're going to be bringing that to you in just a moment. Also, the uh, the governor, the great state of Florida, Rick Scott, unveiled uh, what he is going to be proposing to the Florida legislature in terms of school safety. He had a press conference immediately after the president concluded his remarks in Maryland. Uh, we're going to let you hear from uh, both the president of the United States and the governor of Florida. Then uh, at uh, 4.35-ish, uh, we're going to have my good friend, well, I can say the Bunkley family 
is a good friend, and that is Senator Dennis Baxley, Florida State Senator, hails from Ocala, Florida. You might remember that Senator Baxley sponsored the legislation of Stand Your Ground. He also sponsored legislation that uh, a group of senators uh, decided uh, not to let him present in committee. That is the bill uh, allowing the option for school administrators and teachers with proper teaching, credentialing, uh, to be part of the first responder force uh, with concealed weapons. He's going to be with me to talk about uh, the first five minutes. Uh, Senator Baxley will will tell you about what I believe to be is what we should be focusing on as far as the first priority. And that is, we know our schools are soft targets. There's other soft targets. The reality is that when a shooter or shooters or anyone coming to your home for burglary or anything else, but especially at a school, the first five minutes, once that event starts happening and the call goes in the law enforcement, guess what? Whatever you have on the grounds of the school, that's all you have for the first five minutes because it's going to take that long for the uh, emergency personnel to get there. And, uh, boy, in light of the fact that uh, we had a teacher who uh, took rounds and died at Parkland protecting the students, we had some other ROTC kids that uh, uh, died and took rounds trying to help get some kids in a classroom, and then we have what many are calling as the coward of Broward, the coward of Broward. If you haven't heard, the school resource officer, as we start our program with the latest edition of Something to Think About, four minutes, four minutes outside that door, four minutes outside that building, not rendering help to the kids trying to take the shooters out. So that's our first hour. And just a little bit of a hint of the second hour coming up, uh, we're going to be going out to focus on the family, John Fuller, co-host with Jim Daly, and we'll talk about uh, not only the legacy, but the cultural impact of uh, of Dr. Billy Graham. Amazing. Even some of the far-left publications in, in, the, in, in the liberal media, everyone coming together to talk about this unique individual used of God to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We'll talk about the cultural impact with John Fuller. Then at about 5.35 in the second hour, we'll go out to uh, Hollywood, California, our friends at Movie Guide, going to talk to Ben Kaiser about Billy Graham's impact on Hollywood. So all that coming up on today's program. Hope you're interested. Well, let's start off with uh, President Donald Trump first. And uh, because we are so focused on what happened, what didn't happen, the protocol that uh, just broke down many agencies, uh, the president uh, was very direct uh, during his hour and 15-minute speech when he talked about uh, making schools no longer a soft target. He talks about the uh, the gun-free zones, a lot that comes out of California, which is just nonsense. Let's go ahead and listen in to cut number one. It's time to make our schools a much harder target for attackers. We don't want them in our schools. We don't, we don't want them. When we declare our schools to be gun-free zones, it just puts our students in far more danger. I could not, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is uh, kind of fleeting today on me. I could not support the president's statement, uh, his point, more 
more more securely than uh, the fact that uh, at this point when a deranged shooter knows that an area is a gun-free zone, we are just putting those folks at an unnecessary risk. That is, uh, that's a concept that I think needs to be uh, done away with. Well, I uh, support the Israeli method. The Israeli method is what the president talked about, and that is for the handful of teachers who would want to be certified, both in terms of mental health, both in terms, in terms of the tactics uh, of, of a shooter, and certainly uh, the, uh, the protocol of concealed carry. Uh, the president uh, supports that option. Our Governor Rick Scott uh, backed away from that today, even though I understand that he was uh, uh, in, uh, in support of that a few days ago. Um, but the idea is is that it's time to, again, uh, you were to talk about the first five minutes, but um, the president weighs in about uh, his um, approach to training those teachers who would like to be trained, knowing that any teacher that doesn't want the training, any teacher that doesn't want to be armed, certainly they should never be put in that position. But, but with the number of folks who are gun proficient in our society today, Having those individuals cleared with with the mental health and the training, I think it's one of the options. Let's listen in. This is uh, the President of the United States earlier today. Well-trained, gun-adept teachers and coaches and people that work in those buildings, people that were in the Marines for 20 years and retired, people in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, people that are adept, adept with weaponry and with guns. They teach. I mean, I don't want to have a hundred guards standing with rifles all over the school. You do a concealed carry permit. By the way, by the time you listen to the weekend talk shows and what's happening tonight on cable for some of those uh, left of center organizations, I'm sure that's the very quote that uh, they're going to be talking about. President had more to uh, to weigh in in terms of the idea of these teachers. Let's go ahead and listen in. And this would be a major deterrent because these people are inherently cowards. If they thought, like if this guy thought that other people would be shooting bullets back at him, he wouldn't have gone to that school. He wouldn't have gone there. It's a gun-free zone. It says this is a gun-free zone. Please check your guns way far away. And what happens is they feel safe. There's nobody going to come at them. This way, you may have, and remember, if you use this school as an example, this is a very big school with tremendous floor area and a lot of acreage. It's a big, big school, good school, a big, big school. You'd have to have 150 Real guards. Look, you had one guard. He didn't turn out to be too good, I will tell you that. He turned out to be not good. He was not a credit to law enforcement. That I can tell you. That I can tell you. My friends, that must be the biggest understatement. Mike, I think that's the biggest understatement this overstated president uh, has ever has ever uttered um, about this about this guard. Well, if you listen to the mainstream media and those on the left, uh, you would think there's not a single teacher in the land that would ever even consider arming themselves. 
But when you look at the brave teachers, when you look at the PE coach down at Parkland, I can't speak for him, but uh, when you hear these broad quotes about the left and teachers aren't going to do any of this, well, remember there's politics, there's the anti-Trump crowd, but you know what? I agree with the president. Some teachers love their students and would be glad to take this role. Let's listen to the president earlier today at CPAC. These teachers, and I've seen them at a lot of schools where they had problems, these teachers love their students, and the students love their teachers in many cases. These teachers love their students, and these teachers are talented with weaponry and with guns, and that's, they, they feel safe. And I'd rather have somebody that loves their students and wants to protect their students than somebody standing outside that doesn't know anybody and doesn't know the students and frankly, for whatever reason, decided not to go in even though he heard lots of shots being fired inside. The teachers and the coaches and other people in the building, the dean, the assistant dean, the principal, they can... They love their people. They want to protect these kids. And I think we're better with that. And this may be 10% or 20% of the population of teachers, etc. It's not all of them. Well, in a moment, uh, I'm going to have one more final comment from the President of the United States where he speaks to probably uh, the fact that uh, uh, AK-47s, uh, those rifles uh, account for less than 1% of the the absolute horrible gun violence. But what about the background checks? What about mentally ill having access to weapons? And uh, we'll talk about that with the president coming up next. And then we'll hear directly from Governor Scott. And at the bottom of the hour, we'll go live with uh, State Senator Dennis Baxley about the first five minutes. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment, 877-943-9673. You can call in and be a part of our program this afternoon. And remember that uh, any part of our pro- of our broadcast, you can pick up on our podcast at uh, any of the stations that we're broadcasting on this afternoon if you'd like to um, have a friend listen in. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment with both President Trump and Governor Scott. When I entered the Classical Academy of Sarasota in 10th grade, I had no idea the effect that it would have on my life. Caring teachers committed to virtue expanded my view of education in a way that I never even imagined was possible. TCA kept me busy with challenging material straight through to graduation, and because of this, I entered college fully prepared for the challenges to come. The Classical Academy of Sarasota. Contact us at tcasarasota.com. That's tcasarasota.com. Ladies, between career, family, friends, and church, there's barely time to breathe. How about we take a break for a night out? Faith Talks Ladies Night Out is coming up Thursday, March 22nd at Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Brandon with Christian comedian Leslie Norris Townsend. Maybe it's just my husband or just some, he just hates to wash the clothes. But he loves to wash the car. Laugh out loud with several hundred of your BFFs. Do you know what I do? I put all of his dirty underwear in the rag pile by the car. 
early for our Ladies Expo, featuring shopping, giveaways, desserts, and light hors d'oeuvres, with food trucks on hand ready to satisfy your appetite for fun. Faith Talks Ladies Night Out with Leslie Norris Townsend, Thursday, March 22nd from 5 to 9 at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. Last year's event sold out, so get your tickets early. Tickets and information at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Count on joy when you follow the various trials and testing, for the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its perfect work that you might be complete and perfect and lacking nothing. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. One of the big measures that we will do, and everybody in this room, I think, has to agree, and there's nobody that loves the Second Amendment more than I do, and there's nobody that respects the NRA. They're friends of mine. They backed us all. They're great people. They're patriots. But, but they're great people. But we really do have to strengthen up, really strengthen up background checks. We have to do that. And we have to do, for the mentally ill, we have to do very, very, we don't want people that are mentally ill to be having any form of weaponry. We have to be very strong on that. That was President Donald Trump uh, a few hours ago as he addressed uh, the uh, the faithful, uh, the conservatives there at CPAC, and giving you some of the highlights of an hour and 50-minute speech. Now, I want to tell you, there's a lot more we could talk about. We just don't have that option this afternoon. Well, and as we're focusing on uh, the reaction to uh, what's going to be happening in the next two weeks, Florida legislature has two weeks left of the, of the regular session. Both Senate President uh, Joe Negron and Speaker of the House uh, Richard Corcoran, along with uh, Governor Rick Scott, talking about uh, the packages that are going to be unrolling. They're going to pass something in an emergency fashion over the next two weeks. The president gave his press conference uh, a whole platform of ideas. We're not going to be able to cover all of them. Let's let's uh, focus on a few and reminding you that uh, uh, the sponsor of the legislation, Stand Your Ground, several years ago, State Senator Dennis Baxley, he was in the house, he was the House sponsor back then, going to be joining us just after the bottom of the hour, not only talking about the bill that got hung up in a committee. Uh, they wouldn't let it be heard about arming the te- the, the teachers with uh, the appropriate training and safeguards. But um, he's a real big advocate of trying to let you understand what the first five minutes is all about. And that's the first five minutes after the burglar, shines, shine, the burglar shows up at your house, you have an active shooting, you're on your own for five minutes. And that's what should be the priority with our soft, tar- with our soft target schools that are out there about what our focus should be in the immediacy. Talk about all these other aspects, but when you look at AK-47s being less than 1% of all gun violence, yes, it's on the table, but I think that uh, when you look at the statistics, you have to scratch your head. So Governor Scott from Tallahassee earlier today talking about the conversations with lawmakers about making schools and communities safer. Today, I'm announcing a major action plan I'll be working with the legislature aggressively over the next two weeks to get it done. This week, we asked law enforcement leaders 
education leaders, and health, health leaders from all over the state to drop what they were doing, clear their schedules, and immediately get up to Tallahassee for urgent conversations about what we can and must do to make our schools and communities safer. We must take care of our kids. I can tell you that everyone said yes, and they came and they got to work. Now, Governor Scott has rolled out three major points today of his plan. Let's go ahead and listen in to uh, his three points. I've spent a lot of time in Parkland meeting with families and students. I've, been, I've broken my action plan down into three sections. Gun laws, school safety, and mental health. We must get this done in the next two weeks. First on guns. I want to make it virtually impossible for anyone who has mental issues to use a gun. I want to make it virtually impossible for anyone who is a danger to themselves or others to use a gun. Now, in addition to that, uh, Governor Scott today talked about a new program he wants to initiate. It's called the Violent Threat Restraining Order. I want to create a new program in Florida. I call it the Violent Threat Restraining Order. This concept is very simple and very common sense in my view. This will allow a court to prohibit a violent or mentally ill person from purchasing or possessing a firearm or any other weapon when either a family member, community welfare expert, or law enforcement officer files a sworn request and presents evidence to the court of a threat of violence involving firearms or other weapons. There would be speedy due process for the accused, and any fraudulent or false statements would face criminal penalties. Now, the governor also talked about uh, the Baker Act here in Florida, and that's when people can be put under um, mental evaluation against their will uh, under certain situations for 72 hours. He talks about how you put that together with um, making some changes uh, when it comes to gun purchasing. We also strengthen gun purchase and possession restrictions for mentally ill individuals under the Baker Act. If a court involuntarily commits someone because they are a risk to themselves or others, they would be required to surrender all firearms and not regain their right to purchase or possess a firearm until a court hearing. We're also imposing or proposing a minimum 60-day period before individuals can ask a court to restore access to firearms. Now, the next one is going to be very controversial. Remember that Governor Scott is only proposing This uh, next proposal is not going to fly, in my humble but accurate opinion, in the Florida House of Representatives. It talks about an age restriction for buying guns. Let's go to cut number seven. We will require all individuals purchasing firearms to be 21 or older. Let me repeat. We will require all individuals purchasing firearms to be 21 or older. There will be exceptions for active duty and reserve military and spouses, National Guard members, and law enforcement. And by the way, as I understand it uh, from someone I was just talking to before he came on the show, in the governor's plan, you can't even go hunting 
under the age of 21 with, uh, say, a shotgun. Well, I can tell you that that is in the bill. We're moving fastly, or his proposal, as they say, that dog ain't going to hunt in the Florida House. Now, but he does talk about prohibiting the sale of guns to uh, folks that are involved with with stalking and these other crimes. Very important point. Let's go ahead and listen in. We will prohibit a person from possessing or purchasing a firearm if they are subject to an injunction for protection against stalking, cyber stalking, dating violence, repeat violence, sexual violence, or domestic violence. We will establish enhanced criminal penalties for threats to schools, like social media threats of shootings or bombings. We'll also enhance penalties if any person possesses or purchases a a gun after they have been deemed by state law to not have access to a gun. And we will completely ban the purchase or sale of bump stocks. Now, we have more cuts to share with you, but uh, we've got a hard break coming up in just a few moments. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Florida State Senator Dennis Baxley, who was the House sponsor years ago for the Stand Your Ground legislation, also sponsor of a bill that got uh, postponed this week in committee, uh, arming the teachers and administrators. Now, the governor has more comments, but we'll get to uh, Senator Baxi in just a moment, and we'll incorporate to those comments in his conversation. More of the Bill Bunkley Show with Senator Baxley. Don't miss this discussion. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. President Donald Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, maintains his innocence after his longtime business associate, Rick Gates, pleads guilty to federal charges. The charges include conspiring against the U.S. government related to fraud, unregistered foreign lobbying, and lying to federal authorities. Paul Manafort says today's plea by Rick Gates does not change his commitment to defend himself against what he calls untrue piled-up charges. U.S. companies are taking a closer look at investments, co-branding deals, and other ties to the gun industry and its public face, the National Rifle Association, this after the school massacre in Parkland, Florida. And President Donald Trump says if sanctions against North Korea don't work, it will be time for phase two of the pressure campaign against the nuclear-armed nation, which Trump says in his words could be very rough. President Trump was speaking at a news conference alongside Australia's prime minister. This is SRN News. He lived 99 years. He preached to millions. He reached the nations. He was a trusted counselor and advisor to presidents, kings, and queens. He once said, my home is in heaven. I'm just traveling through this world. Today, heaven welcomes home a good and faithful servant. Rest in peace, Dr. Billy Graham. The world has changed because you traveled here. Faith Talk, AM 570. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. 
Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The death of evangelist Billy Graham seems almost unreal. In our memories, we can still hear his voice, see his smile, and trace his influence. He died on Wednesday, age 99. From his first crusade to his dying breath, he made clear he still believed and always believed what he preached. Billy Graham was a titanic figure on the world stage. He preached in person to more people than any other preacher in the history of Christianity. It all began with the crusade in Los Angeles, California, nearly 70 years ago that changed history and led to the establishment of a global ministry of evangelism. I had the honor of knowing Dr. Graham, and he was gracious to speak at my inauguration as president to Southern Seminary and to give his name to our evangelism school. He was even greater in person than on the television screen or before a crowd. He has now gone home to his heavenly reward, to be with the God he loved so much, preached so faithfully, and served so well. I'm Albert Moeller. Sunday mornings at 9, join Rabbi Stephen Weiler for Heart of Messiah. If you are arrogant, remember that it is not you who supports the root, but the root who supports you. In verse 20 and 21, it says to the Christians, don't be arrogant. If God didn't spare Jewish people for unbelief, why would he spare you? Heart of Messiah, Sunday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk, AM 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. Hey, welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. It is Friday afternoon, and normally we're sort of uh, gearing down, but a lot has been happening. And so coming up in a moment, uh, you're going to want to hear my conversation with Florida State Senator Dennis Baxley. But uh, before we get to that, remind you that days are running out. You only got a few days before February 28th to enter for your chance to win one of five copies with the new book, Media Madness, Donald Trump, The Press, and The War Over the Truth written by Howard Kurtz. Of course, Howard is a Fox News media buzz host. And uh, uh, when the shooting occurred, uh, we were trying to get Howard on, and that guy had to be cancer at the last minute, but we're still trying to get uh, him on. So uh, go to uh, either am860.com or am930theanswer.com, register, and you can register a few more days for the end of the month. Well, someone who has been on the forefront of the gun debate here in Florida, someone who hasn't been shy about uh, following his convictions, well, is a dear friend of many, many years of mine, and that is Florida State Senator Dennis Baxley. He hails from uh, District Number 12. Now, depending on uh, your knowledge of Central Florida, I usually refer to him as the man from Ocala, kinda. If you know where the villages are, well, you, you get a little bit closer. And, of course, if you happen to know about Lady Lake, you might be really hitting it there. But nonetheless, a very solid uh, friend. In fact, when uh, 
I ran for the legislature several years ago. Uh, Dennis uh, was down from Ocala in, in our home on some occasions and has been a dear friend ever since. You might also know, Dennis, for those of you who are Second Amendment folks, to know that uh, when he was in the Florida House, he was sponsor of the Stand Your Ground legislation that went on to become law and certainly the center of a lot of media coverage. And uh, as the uh, unfortunate tragedy was uh, unfolding at uh, Parkland, um, well, this Wednesday, I believe, uh, where we were all waiting for his bill to be heard in Judiciary Committee that would uh, be able to give the option, the option of, of training, of uh, mental health evaluation, certification for if there was a teacher or administrator who would like to help that school uh, be prepared uh, for the moment uh, one of these unspeakable situations erupt. Well, uh, he was presenting that bill. Unfortunately, some of his colleagues uh, didn't want to hear that bill. So uh, on the day of the committee at the last minute, uh, it got postponed. But it may be back. With that, Senator Dennis Baxley, good to have you with us this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bill. And I appreciate your work to cover what's going on in Tallahassee. It does affect all Floridians' lives. Well, and we have been in support of the very legislation that we're talking about. Now, Mike, what I'd like to do is uh, your very bill, the governor earlier today, and by the way, I don't agree with the governor. I I agree with both options. But I wanted you, as form of of an introduction, I wanted you to hear uh, the governor's position. I understood a few days ago the governor was for either – having this option to arm teachers and administrators or having increased law enforcement uh, presence uh, on the school. But what I heard today is he's backed away from the student piece. But let's listen in, and I want to get your comments. Uh, This is the president's comments about uh, how to protect our – excuse me, the governor's comments on how to protect our schools with law enforcement officers. Let's go. The second part of my action plan provides $450 million to keep students safe. Today, I'm calling for a mandatory law enforcement officer in every public school. These law enforcement officers must either be sworn sheriff's deputies or police officers and be present during all our students are on campus. The size of the campus should be a factor in determining staff levels by the county sheriff's office. And I am proposing at least one law enforcement officer for every 1,000 students. This must be implemented by the start of the 2018 school year. We also provide sheriff's departments the authority to train additional school personnel or reserve law enforcement officers to protect students if requested by the local school board. Now, if the Florida House next week and the Florida Senate next week wants to adopt that sole program, uh, it's in their purview to do that, plus to take on the additional debt. I know the governor's talking about waiving, uh, lowering taxes if it means protecting our schools. But, Senator Dennis Baxley, you have had a little bit different view on that. Your reaction to the governor's comments and, quite frankly, what I'm hearing that your proposal maybe embraced uh, a little bit more, especially in the House, than maybe it did this past week? Uh, Yes, and, you know, the way I would focus my concern is I'm very concerned about what happens in the first five minutes 
uh, once a campus is breached and we have invited them with our gun-free zone policies inadvertently we have advertised that no one will be there to interfere with you until law enforcement arrives and most of their deeds can be done in a very few minutes those evil deeds that you witnessed in Broward County took place most of that shooting happened within a period of three minutes and all of that happened within a period of about eight minutes so you're really not dealing with the issue if you don't uh, deal with that point of impact <clears throat> the, my bill actually proposes as you described a very surgical placement of people i i get communication from people who have been in the military came home, went into education. Many of them are educators, coaches. These people uh, could easily be prepped up to be a part of a security team that is very strategic and breaks this sterile target that we've created. And uh, But, you know, I am very pleased that in all the proposals, they are addressing this immediate imminent threat in the first five minutes. Uh, that's a very big price tag for what he's describing, and we'll see what, how that comes out. But there's also a good middle ground in what we call the Sentinel Plan that is, that yes. is in some of the proposals. And that's sort of a combination because what you do is involve the law enforcement, the sheriffs. Uh, uh, Sheriff Brady Judd is doing this where you train people who do screen out and are the right prospects and are agreed to with the administration, and then you train them and you make them special deputies uh, that we describe as sentinels. And so they very discreetly carry. They know what the plan is, and they know what their role is to deal with immediate imminent threat in the first five minutes. And by the way, for a programming note, uh, there was a press conference this morning by uh, Polk County Sheriff uh, Grady Judd, along with uh, House Rep. Uh, Ross Spano, and about this very Sentinel plan. We tried to get the both of them together today. It was impossible. Uh, talked to both of their uh, folks. We're trying to get them on a special segment, a couple segments, Grady Judd, Sheriff, as well as Ross Spano, about this Sentinel program, and we'll be uh, scheduling that as soon as we can next week so you'll learn more about that plan, about going a step further and deputizing. If you're just joining me, you're listening to the voice of uh, State Senator Dennis Baxley, someone, uh, you know, who uh, who is a very courageous person, because uh, if you can remember back when the Stand Your Ground bill, that certainly was not uh, a, a favor, to say the least, with those on the left. And uh, Dennis stood his ground, and that's now part of our law, and very courageously talking about the first five minutes. I just want to say, the first five minutes that we're talking about today, Dennis has been talking about for quite some time, but I want you to think about this. The first five minutes applies to your home, home intruder. The first five minutes, uh, you know, uh, has to do with if you get involved with some kind of road rage a person that's really off the chart. Uh, your place of business, the first five minutes that you have some sort of issue. What we mean by this is the first five minutes is even at a school. Call goes in right now, and everybody's racing to the school. For the first five minutes, they're on their own. For the first five minutes, you're on your own. We're on our own, wherever we work. The idea is, what is your plan? What is your organization's plan to protect yourself for the first five minutes until law enforcement arrives? Now, Dennis Baxley, we, 
there's a whole lot of rhetoric, and you probably know the statistic. Now, now the, the AK, uh, you know, 40, 45, 47, you know, is it's out there. But I understand you can quote this, less than 1%, one half of 1% of all the type of gun violence is this weapon is used. Are, are we spending? We certainly want to talk about it. But when you talk about the first five minutes and the soft targets of schools, is the media sort of fueling the, the conversation in the wrong neighborhood at this moment? Well, the whole conversation, unfortunately, has a political dynamic. They want this political debate for November. It started in the first interview and presence of uh, uh, of this situation when I went to Orlando for a roundtable on television. and. That was the first softball was uh, what can people do, and the uh, Democrat congressman said, uh, we, we've got to go vote. We've got to get people in that will protect us. Hmm. And, and the, what I have learned in studying all of this is the most trusted people are the American people. Uh, concealed weapon permit holders have an incredible record, even better than law enforcement officers, on uh, not uh, being in situations where things went wrong. And they really don't shoot people. What they do is confront people that, with an armed resistance, and the other person either takes their own life or drops their weapon and goes to escape. Uh, these, these folks that are so distraught and enraged, and uh, let's just say it, I mean, the common person knows they've reached a point that they're really crazed and out of, out of control. They might be crazy, but they're not stupid, and they know where the target is, and they go for the simple target they go for the defenseless target. And what I've learned is in all these policies that if you empower law-abiding people to take responsibility for themselves, they can, they will, and they have. And we have the lowest violent crime rate in 47 years in Florida over a period of doing policies that acknowledges that. The other thing is it protects a basic there's four things that I go there really to do in the legislature. I'm there to protect some things, faith, family, freedom, and opportunity. And freedom works. And if you believe in it and you empower people, at the end of the day, we have seen much more success. Uh, I mean, really, some of the things that we look at in the buildup to this situation, government control is what failed. You know, and yet we want to entrust government with all of this and give them more control. Uh, I believe that we are too focused on the instrument of violence. We're not focused enough on the behavior and how do we prevent it and how do we interdict it when it exhibits itself as a threat. I want to tell you, we're listening to the voice of uh, uh, Florida State Senator Dennis Baxley. I've got to take a break in just a moment. He'll be uh, holding over with us. But, uh, you know, what I want to engage the conversation with the, the, the senator is is uh, when we look at the colossal failures up and down the line, and now, unfortunately, the, the, the person who's being referred to by some as the coward of Broward, and that's the uh, school resource officer for four minutes. Uh, to, to me, it had to be an eternity who stood, who, who crouched behind a pillar for four minutes and and did nothing to go in to engage a shooter. But you know what? <clears throat> As you know, we're going to be taking our annual trip to uh, uh, Israel and our pilgrimage. You know, we're really talking about the plan here that Dennis is talking about is the Israeli plan. The Israeli plan and talk about a country that's in an area where they have public schools and they have to protect their schools. 
Well, they have some armed folks. Well, that's our school resource officers. But guess what? There are anonymous people on that campus, very highly trained with concealed weapons. And the bad guys know they're there. Look at the track record of Israel schools. More with State Senator Dennis Baxley in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Here's Dr. Robert Jeffers with today's Pathway Minute. Perhaps of all of the emotions close to us that overshadow God's voice in our life, none is more potent than the emotion of fear. Fear has a way of deafening, silencing the voice of God in our life. Ladies and gentlemen, whenever you are overcome by the emotion of fear, Paul said we need to hold up the shield of faith by which we will be able to extinguish the arrows of the evil one. What is the shield of faith God gives us? (laughs) It is God himself. The assurance that God is not going to allow anyone or anything to come into our life that is not a part of his perfect plan for us, a plan designed for our good and for his glory. Pathway Minute is produced by Pathway to Victory. To access the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, Go to ptv.org. This is Philip DeCourcy of Know the Truth. Now, the book of Jonah presents a wheel of a story, but it's also packed with implications for you and me. Through Jonah, God's calling us to go to the city to share the gospel. And at Know the Truth, we're answering the call by expanding into more cities than ever before. Learn more in a special interview broadcast on Know the Truth. That's right here on Faith Talk, 570 AM, 9, 10 AM, and 102.1 FM. And as I looked down the barrel of that gun that was only inches away from my forehead, it didn't matter how I grew up. Kim Hamilton Anthony on Focus on the Family Minute. It didn't even matter that I had just won my first NCAA title a few months before. Everything that I had looked to to give me value was all of a sudden worth absolutely nothing. And by the grace of God, I was able to walk away from that event. But I walked away thinking, you know what? There just has to be more to life than this. So the following year, I went back to UCLA, and I started dating this football player who shared with me that God loved me, had a plan for my life, and that I could actually have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And I realized at that moment that that was what I had been missing all along. God loves you and wants a personal relationship with you. More from Kim at FamilyMinute.org. If people can't hear the message, they can't receive the message. Audio issues in your church sanctuary can cause people sitting in dead spots to have trouble hearing while others are drowned in loudness. Christian Sound Installation is your full-service audio-visual team, specializing in the design, installation, improvement, and repair of audio and video systems, and training your volunteer team as part of the installation process. Don't lose the message. Call Christian Sound Installation at 813-505-6302 or visit CSIFL.net. There was a tiny crack in the corner of Mike's glass, spreading like a spider across his windshield. He wasn't worried. His first thought was a new free windshield and cash on the spot. He called 813-96-GLASS, 813-96-GLASS. If it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto glass, 
that with comprehensive insurance. Weekday mornings at 6, join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. Outbursts of anger, jealousy, drunkenness, they will ruin your life. They will ruin your marriage. They will ruin your family's existence. That's all the flesh wants to do. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. Weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley with our conversation with State Senator Dennis Baxley a few moments before we hit the top of the hour break. But hey, I want to tell you what we're really talking about here is, uh, quite frankly, the Israeli plan to protect public schools, uh, by and large. And as you know, I've been to Israel on several occasions. And by the way, just to mention it, you know, my next pilgrimage is on May 31st. Uh, we'll go to Israel uh, and Petra and Jordan, uh, round trip United Airlines. But hey, a few days before that, on May 14th, the breaking news is is that uh, the the, the uh, embassy is moving from, from uh, Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And so the folks that are coming, you know, we're celebrating the 70th anniversary of the modern day of Israel. We're also going to take you by and see our new embassy from about two weeks in the location. Reminds you, you can find out more about the, the pilgrimage uh, leaving on May 31st. Love to have you with us at letstalkfaith.com. Dennis Baxley, I don't hear yourself or the president or others really talk about it, but when you talk about the fact you have uh, you have an armed presence to some degree, that's a school resource officer, but you have uh, trained folks, anonymous, nobody knows who they are that has weapons, that has been part of the Israeli plan. And I got to tell you, it is so safe to travel around Israel, even though you see images on TV, but the type of plan you're suggesting is not, not a new plan. It works, and it works in one of the most dangerous places of the world. Talk about that. Uh, yeah, I actually have seen images from there, where even with small children and classroom teachers, every, every adult that has responsible for safety of children knows this is a real threat. And it's it's knowing to live in a dangerous world, but not to live in fear, live, live in facing fear. And uh, I've I've seen pictures of even openly armed teachers over there because they know it's an open threat and they want any uh, perpetrators to know there is an armed presence. So I I think uh, we can learn a lot from that. We don't need to live in fear. You know, I was reminded today of a a quote my pastor often shared with me, and that is, there's no panic in heaven, only plans. Mm. And so we're making plans, and we're listening for God. And I think for the people of God, this is what we need to be doing, is, you know, to hear God, let him speak to us. And, uh, you know, every day my morning prayer is, you're God, I'm not, what are we doing? And then when he shows you, and you step and you move with confidence because you don't live in fear. We serve a God who's far beyond. We have a life far beyond. We'll serve him here, and we'll serve him there. And that fearlessness is a, is a kind of thing that they don't understand in the secular world, and that's why there's all this panic and total uh, chaos in the face of danger. So it's not that you're not afraid, but you don't work. Like in a fear that the world has, you you work with confidence because you know that God guides our steps, and there's a much bigger plan. Mm. 
Well said. By the way, if you're on Twitter, you want to follow at Dennis Baxley, at Dennis Baxley, especially in the next uh, week or two, uh, because he's a leader in this area. Got about a minute left, but uh, Dennis, uh, we know that if you go uh, to the House website or the Senate website, somebody can just contact their legislators by putting in their their zip code if you don't know who they are. How important is it? not today, but first of the week, if our listeners uh, have certain things they want to see in the final product that I hope will come out of the Florida legislature uh, by the end of the next two weeks, or if it has to go to a special session, which I'm not suggesting it is, how important is it right now for the folks listening to make those calls on this very important issue, and does it make a difference? It makes a huge difference, and it's vital. You know, I always tell people you need to be at the table or you might be on the menu, and freedom is very <laughs> fragile. You know, it's uh, it's always at risk. You know, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance, and this is one of the things that I take very seriously because uh, the person that will uh, buy into the idea of security over liberty usually winds up with neither. So I I suggest that you do stay involved. They will be hearing from a lot of special interest groups who have primarily November and their political goals on mind. And the other thing is they're just wrong. I sat with some of these kids and had a very warm and tender conversation where they – I – think I broke some of their stereotypes about me and mm-hmm. I certainly broke some stereo they broke some stereotypes with me about where they are and so uh, I think it was healthy dialogue is good I will tell you that I get about 1500 emails a week but I'm looking for five and the five look like this somebody I know I know they live in my district mm-hmm. I know they have some knowledge of this subject and they're proposing a solution. Those are the kind of communications, phone calls, and emails that are very meaningful. Threats that we're going to take you out or, you know, I get all kind of Take threats. a number. I, take a number. <laughs> there's, a no, there's a button for that. Yeah. It's right down on the corner, and it says delete, because I can't talk to a person like that. They're, they're just – I've tried to in the past, and it's like throwing gas on the fire. What helps is when you're proposing and suggesting solutions, but you do need to stand up for your liberty right now because in the face of fear and desire for security, people will give their freedom away. Well said, my good and faithful friend, Dennis Baxley, Senator from District 12, Florida Senate. By the way, follow him on Twitter, at Dennis Baxley, at Dennis Baxley. Got a hard break, but Dennis, we got to go. Look forward to seeing you next week, my friend. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Dennis Baxley, statesman. Coming up next, we'll go to our friends at Focus on the Family, John Fuller, co-host of the Daily Broadcast, to talk about Dr. Billy Graham and also talk about his impact on Hollywood with Ben Kaiser Movie Guide. Don't mix the next hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't touch that dial. I'll be right back on our Faith Talk stations. Ladies, between career, family, friends, and church, there's barely time to breathe. How about we take a break for a night out? Faith Talks Ladies Night Out is coming up Thursday, March 22nd at Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Brandon with Christian comedian Leslie Norris Townsend. Maybe it's just my husband or just, just some, he just hates to wash the clothes. 
but he loves to wash the car. Laugh out loud with several hundred of your BFFs. Do you know what I do? I put all of his dirty underwear in the rag pile by the car. For our ladies' expo featuring shopping, giveaways, desserts, and light hors d'oeuvres, with food trucks on hand ready to satisfy your appetite for fun. Faith Talks Ladies' Night Out with Leslie Norris Townsend, Thursday, March 22nd, from 5 to 9 at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. Last year's event sold out, so get your tickets early. Tickets and information at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. A former top advisor to the Trump campaign has entered a guilty plea to conspiracy and making false statements in the special counsel's probe of Russian meddling in the 2016 election. Rick Gates entered the plea just a day after Robert Mueller unveiled a raft of new charges against both him and former business partner Paul Manafort. The new charges include money laundering and tax evasion. The plea signals that Gates may be cooperating with Mueller and could increase pressure on Manafort to cut a deal with Mueller. Because of the close relationship between Gates and Manafort, one expert describes it as being like the second in command in a company agreeing to testify against the CEO. Correspondent Wally Hines reporting. The White House is on lockdown after a passenger vehicle struck a security barrier. The U.S. Secret Service tweeted that the vehicle did not breach the security barrier of the White House complex. No shots were fired during the incident. The agency adds that the female driver of the vehicle was immediately apprehended. President Trump is reacting to the latest developments in last week's school shooting in Florida. The sheriff in Broward County, Florida, says Deputy Scott Peterson never went inside to engage the gunman at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. This could have been prevented. President Trump says Peterson did a poor job. He was at the school for five minutes. They're trained. They didn't react properly under pressure or they were cowards. It was a... Real shot to the police department. President Trump says he's moving ahead with his plans for school safety. Background checks to me are very important, and we have to strengthen up our schools. Ed Donahue, Washington. U.S. companies are taking a closer look at investments, co-branding deals, and other ties to the gun industry in its public face, the National Rifle Association, after the latest school massacre. Some companies have been distancing themselves from the NRA and asking questions of gun makers. On Wall Street, they're up by 348 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Interested in trading as a way to generate extra monthly income? Listen up. Before you sign up for some garbage program or awkward in-person seminar, you really need to hear about the online trader program that everyone's talking about. This is the program that allows you to get your account funded with someone else's money. That's right. Apiary Fund will gladly put up to $100,000 of their money into your trading account. And the best part? You get to keep 85% of the profits without putting in a dime of your own money. Apiary Fund and this program are are growing like crazy. As a special offer, Apiary Fund is allowing our listeners to get started for free. Just call 800-959-4526 and leave us your email address, and we will send you all the exciting details of how to trade Apiary Fund's money and not your own. Call 800-959-4526 and leave your email address on the voicemail. Your free report will be sent right away. 800-959-4526. That's 800-959-4526. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos tells the Conservative Political Action Conference near Washington, D.C. 
that there should be education savings accounts for military families. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos said many active-duty military families are not happy with the public schools in the cities and towns where they're stationed. She wants a federally funded education savings account for families to use for charter school classes, online learning, and other teaching options. DeVos made her remarks while talking with the president of the Heritage Foundation, which happens to be promoting such a plan. An education department spokeswoman says DeVos wasn't endorsing any specific proposal. The plan backed by Heritage would make the funds eligible to an estimated 126,000 military-connected children across the nation. Tim McGuire, Washington. CPAC has been a gathering place for conservative activists for the past several days. It concludes tomorrow. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Ivanka Trump has received a red carpet welcome for her Winter Olympics visit. Ivanka Trump's arrived as head of the U.S. delegation to this weekend's closing Winter Games ceremony. The president's daughter made a brief statement broadcast live on TV at the airport before heading to a dinner with South Korea's leader in the presidential compound in Seoul. She said at the airport, we're very, very excited to attend the Olympic Winter Games to cheer for Team USA and to reaffirm our strong and enduring commitment with the people of the Republic of Korea. I'm Charles Diladesma. Syrian opposition activists say bombardment of rebel-held eastern suburbs at the capital Damascus has killed 32 people. The Britain-based Syrian Observatory for Human Rights says Friday's 32 deaths raised to 462, the number of people killed since Sunday. When government forces began a new wave of bombardment with warplanes, helicopter gunships, surface-to-surface missiles, and artillery. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored in part by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. On Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around, or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Welcome back to the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. And also for those that are just able to join us for the first time, getting off work uh, and uh, wherever you are coming from, glad to have you with us. Today we have been dealing with the tragedy in Parkland as well as the homegoing of Dr. Billy Graham. And during this hour, we're going to have a chance to uh, look at a little bit more of a couple of the angles on Dr. Billy Graham's life and legacy Coming up in a moment, a very familiar voice, Focus on the Family co-host John Fuller. Of course, you hear them each and every day at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the Daily Broadcast with Dr. Jim Daly. Going to be talking about the legacy, but more importantly, the cultural impact of Dr. Billy Graham, how many people who possibly came to Christ under his ministry, and the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity that now is ringing true even in the last two or three days since his home going to many people around this country and around the world. 
That coming up first. Then we'll head out to California, and Ben Kaiser is going to be joining us. We're going to give you cautions about one movie, Game Night. We're going to talk about the latest Kurt Cameron uh, Pure Flex uh, opportunity with uh, the movie Connect, plus a TV series about Christians. But more importantly, we're going to talk about Dr. Billy Graham's impact on Hollywood. That's right, on Hollywood. All that and more, don't touch that radio dial. The Bill Bunkley Show has a lot in store between now and 6 o'clock. Going to take a quick break. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Hey, my name is Brant. You ever make a change and then wonder, why didn't I do this a long time ago? That's what's happening for thousands of people with regard to their health care. They're joining MediShare, and then they're wondering, why didn't I already do this? For most members, it costs less than half what they were paying for their old health plan. There's a huge provider network, too. You can customize your plan, and this is awesome. MediShare members can go online with a doctor 24-7. So if you need a prescription for the flu or something, it's so convenient for you and your family So, yeah, this is one of those why did I wait on this things. And if you don't love your current health plan, you're not stuck with it. You can join MediShare anytime. By the way, to give you an idea, the typical savings for a family, about 500 bucks a month. It just makes so much sense. Check it out. They're super easy to talk to. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Wouldn't it be great if Happily Ever After really was the end of the story? Ever After is just the beginning, but Happily is possible. You can learn the secret if you win a weekend to remember from family life. There's really no better weekend for a couple than to get away, just the two of you. Win a free weekend trip for a married couple to a weekend to remember marriage getaway with registration, hotel, meals, and travel expenses paid. To enter, just log on to our station website and use the keyword marriage. And when you enter, you'll also receive the free e-booklet, Nine Keys to a Lasting Marriage. Nine insights into building and strengthening a fulfilling marriage, just in time for Valentine's. Enter now to win a weekend to remember and get your free copy of Nine Keys to a Lasting Marriage from Family Life. Visit letstalkfaith.com and enter the keyword marriage. Let's talk faith.com keyword marriage. Over a million Floridians petitioned to put Amendment 3 on the ballot this November. Amendment 3 will put voters, not politicians, in charge of casino gambling. And that's got Tallahassee politicians and lobbyists scrambling for gambling. They're trying to expand gambling now, before voters have their say in November. And that is exactly why we need Amendment 3. The politicians can't be trusted. And they're proving it at this moment. For decades, casino gambling was decided by the voters. Then, politicians tried to legalize casinos without voter approval. Voting yes on three puts you back in charge. It's not about where you stand on gambling. It's about who you trust. The politicians or the people. Tell the Tallahassee politicians. Let the voters decide gambling. Just leave it be until Amendment 3. Paid political advertisement paid for by voters in charge. 2640 A. Mitchum Drive, Tallahassee, Florida, 32308. 
Saturday afternoons at 5. Join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. So what we're seeing here is just an amazing explosion of new evidence and new analysis showing that it doesn't fit the Darwinian theory by any way, shape, or form. The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. Saturday afternoons at 5 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. back bill bunkley on a friday afternoon and as always we're honored to have you with us and before we get to our weekly conversation with our good friends at focus on the family got some breaking news today and uh, you may or may not have heard that the u.s embassy is going to be opening on may the 14th in jerusalem now for those of you that are praying about and considering uh, coming with me on this year's pilgrimage to both israel and jordan I want you to know that I'm excited because uh, we know that we were going to be taking our group for the 70th anniversary, but now to know that just days after our embassy moves to Jerusalem, hey, we're going to work that in as well. So, hey, we're going to be departing on May 31st. Remember, it's 10 days, Israel and Jordan. We're going to be going to Petra. In addition to all the regular biblical historical sites, you know, uh, I'm going to be taking you to some of the geopolitical important places. We'll go up on the Lebanese border. We'll go up on the Syrian border. We'll be down in, in Ascalon. You're going to understand past, present, and future for the state of Israel. Now, remember, 10 days, all-inclusive, just $3,965 per person, double occupancy, round trip from Tampa on United Airlines. And if you want to find out more, go right now to letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com, or give me a call. We'd be glad to talk about uh, you joining our pilgrimage at 813-515-1510, 813-515-1510. Well, we are honored because uh, when you hear the next voice that I'm going to be sharing with, it's a voice that you get a chance to hear right here throughout West Central Florida, 7 o'clock in the morning. 7 o'clock at night, Monday through Friday. And, of course, that's when we broadcast uh, the daily broadcast of Focus on the Family. And John Fuller is always right there on the conversations uh, with uh, the skipper for the daily broadcast of Focus on the Family, Jim Daly. And uh, we are excited to have him here today to talk about the legacy and the cultural impact of Dr. Billy Graham. Now, John Fuller is vice president of the audio team. And, boy, I tell you what, they create and produce award-winning audio programs as well as features. Millions listen on more than 1,000 AM and FM radio affiliates here in the U.S., many of which are my Salem, Salem colleagues all around the country. And that and what they're doing worldwide with the broadcast as well as digital media. Now, John Fuller is also, as I said, the co-host of the popular daily broadcast with a focus on the family president, Jim Daly. They have a domestic audience. Are you ready? Six million of you listen each week. And he also hosts the Focus on the Family Minute and the podcast Focus on Marriage and Focus on Parenting. John Fuller joined the Focus team way back in 19. 19- 191, stepping into his current role in 2001. John Fuller, a very familiar voice to all of our audience here. Thank you for being with us today. 
Oh, Bill, I appreciate it, and um, it's it's a great topic to talk about. We have sadness in our hearts for the Graham family, uh, and certainly for those who uh, counted on Dr. Graham for so much, but we are uh, rejoicing with this good man who lived so well and uh, left quite a legacy. Hmm. So thanks for the opportunity to, to chat a bit. Hmm. John Fuller, and of course our audience, as we have given uh, Dr. Graham uh all of the, just to respect and honor this week, started his ministry right here on the 18th green of the Temple Terrace Golf Course. And But when we look at Dr. Graham, and I'm thinking about all of the magnificent resources that are found at FocusOnTheFamily.com, talk about the simplicity of Dr. Graham's message. I mean, he was he was very dedicated to Jesus. It was the main thing in his life, and yet his message was so simple Talk about that because yeah. uh, I, I had this thought over the last couple of days. Maybe if we kind of got back to just simply sharing the gospel and those basic things that all of mankind, especially Americans, deal with, I wonder if uh, there's something for us to be thinking about as we move forward celebrating his homegoing. Mm. Well, I appreciate that, Bill. There's so much in what you just said, and um, he was able to, in a simple, disarming way, distill the gospel into uh, a very compelling presentation that people just couldn't ignore. You had to kind of deal with the truth of Jesus and his claims about his life, his death, his resurrection. And, um, and, and Dr. Graham always took it back. You could tell he had a very clear confidence in the Scripture. He knew the Bible. He knew it well. And, and he distilled it down to God loves you. You have a problem with sin. You can't fix that problem, but God did on the cross. Go to the cross. That's where you're going to find forgiveness, freedom, life. And and somehow he did that to uh, people in a way that God used so mightily. I mean, we we all have a Billy Graham story. I've got two. One, my first introduction to him was um, when he was speaking at Urbana Missions Conference, 1987. Um I'd gone in 79. He might have actually spoken there as well. But I remember 87, and, and what a powerful, persuasive, uh, but not overbearing person. Um, so uh, back to the question, simplicity was a hallmark of Dr. Graham. I would say two other words, um, simplicity and also consistency. He consistently brought conversations back to the cross. It wasn't about, let me tell you what I think. It was always about who God is and what he wants. And then the third, uh, the, the third word, I think, that characterizes Dr. Graham would be um, respect. He had respect for everyone he spoke with. You could tell he was not trying to win some intellectual argument with you. He was funny. He was fast on his feet. He was thoughtful. But it was never about him winning and you losing. Um, when he spoke with presidents, I'm, I'm quite certain he didn't agree with everything every president had to say, but he respected that person. There was a classic Woody Allen interview of Dr. Graham, and um, you can find it online. It's interesting. As Billy Graham rolls along with a, 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 a soul who's got a lot of issues, I mean, you know, Woody Allen's got his stuff, and Billy Graham was kind and caring and respectful, not not confirming of everything Woody Allen said. But uh, that just made me, I saw that and I thought, he was so respectful. We've lost that art. 
So simple, consistent, and respectful, those were certainly three hallmarks of Dr. Billy Graham. Mm. You're listening to the familiar voice of John Fuller, who is vice president of uh, the audio team for Focus on the Family and co-host of the Daily Broadcast. And by the way, here shortly at 7 p.m., you can get the uh, Friday installment of Focus on the Family right here on our Fate Talk stations. You know, you talk about personal stories. I won't go into detail. I shared it earlier, but in 1979 and 80, when Dr. Graham was here, not only did I work on both crusades, but uh, somehow, in a much younger part of my life, I was assigned to working with the team during the two or three days that they were here. Uh, And one of those days, of course, was when we dedicated a plaque where he was uh, preaching down to the Skid Row area here on Franklin Street uh, in Tampa after he um, after he gave his life on that 18th green. And I've heard this common theme with pastors uh, who have either been with him, picked him up, and that is, uh, I remember it as a much younger man, and that is, I was just so taken by, and again, we were I was spending time with the team off the platform during the daily schedule, doing some of the driving and arranging, those type of things. And uh, he wasn't a person that commanded this sort of respect, but uh. there was this respect that was us all. And I won't name the, the pastor because you would know them, but one of our very, uh, very acclaimed Southern Baptist pastors right here, uh, I'll say in our general Florida area, I don't want to get too close, shares the story about at one of the Southern Baptist conventions that he was assigned to pick up and sort of escort Dr. Graham, uh, who was speaking that year, and talked about the fact that... Uh, he was so scared that he was going to say something foolish or say something stupid. And those are the type of testimonies that are coming out because it wasn't that Dr. Graham commanded that. His filling with the Holy Spirit, and we're talked that we know that Paul tells us that we can actually pick the fruit uh, of the Spirit off people who are walking very closely with the Lord. This was exactly who Dr. Graham was on or off the platform. Talk about that. Well, there was a disarming um, self-awareness, wasn't there, to Dr. Graham. And, you know, his children, we interviewed Franklin, and we've interviewed um, uh, Ann Graham lots, and and they're so much like their daddy, as they call him, and and they are different, of course, but they have that same heart, that same passion, that same clarity. Um, You know, they made clear that he was not uh, a perfect man um, by any means, but a committed man and a consistent man. And I think what to, what I hear you talking about is a humility. Mm. Um, it was not about him. And uh, yesterday our broadcast, the Focus on the Family broadcast, uh, Bill, for those who didn't hear it, was uh, Billy Graham um, at a TED Talk. Now, those are little, uh, usually technology-oriented uh, audiences and they're short little uh, videos. But we, we found one from like 20 years ago when Dr. Graham was about 80 and he uh, he came and talked about faith, and it, he started off with this great story about being on an airplane, and there was a drunk man harassing passengers and attendants, and uh, the man next to Billy Graham got the drunk's attention and said, "Hey, uh, this is Billy Graham sitting right here." And the the drunk said, "You don't you don't say." And he turned and he put his hand out and he shook Billy Graham's hand and said, "Your certain have cert- your sermons have certainly helped me." <laughs> And Billy Graham said, I suppose that's true for a thousand people, isn't it? And uh, he just had that way. I mean, that's a story that shows his humility and his ability to say, I'm not taking myself too seriously. 
look, I, I, my sermons have helped this drunk guy. Uh, and he, he was just disarming. He was, um, he was not about ego. He was about the gospel. And certainly he was a bold person. He, was, he had a persona. He had a winsome personality that was larger than life at times. But um, it was not for him. It was for the gospel. That was very clear in all that he did. When we look at Dr. Graham, and of course, um, it's I think uh, both John Fuller, you and I, will be embarrassed about our our, our own fellow sort of sort of I say the the large uh, Christian um, example because with high divorce rates and what's happening among Christian families and Christian churches, but you know it's kind of interesting because we go all the way back to when the team formed, <clears throat> and we've had some issues here in Tallahassee. Uh, personal discretion, uh, moral failures. We've got a couple yeah. of entries, em- empty seats in the Florida Senate. And uh, over the last few weeks, uh, I was reminding and introducing people that, you know, the Florida Senate was coming up with these new rules, and I said, hey, they're simply adopting the Billy Graham rule. I mean, they're simply adopting, hey, I'm not going to be in a car, I'm not going to be in an elevator, I'm not going to be anywhere with a woman other than my wife. And, of course, when, when Ruth passed away. But you look at uh, Paul us teaching, you know, it's one thing when we're all excited when we come to Christ for the first two or three years, we're on fire. He means everything. And then if we live a long life as a Christian, we tend to start settling in. The culture starts putting some of those tentacles around it. But when you talk about our audience listening today, I, I would say that those of you that know Christ, it, 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 it's, it's more important at this point how you finish than how you began. And talk about that with Dr. Graham because his legacy, I'm telling you what, I, I think there's a revival among Christians, and I hope maybe a revival among Christian men, over the last two or three days with his home going, when they're hearing some of these uh, sermons, uh, by the way, Sirius XM, I think it's channel 145, I drove back from Tallahassee, Billy Graham sermons 24-7 to like March the 6th, I think there may be... I think I think his his legacy of his home going will also be I think there's going to be something measurable about people saying you know what look at all this confusion look at all the violent video games and you know this man had it right let me study what this man did because you know John Fuller that's what Paul used to say he used to say hey look at me and mimic me in our culture today a lot of us say don't look at me look at Jesus because I guess we're all self-aware that we missed the mark but Billy Graham is somebody we can look to right now and examine his life, the real deal, and say, is this close to what Christ is calling me to be? Talk about that. Well, sure. I mean, the, you know, I mentioned some words previously, um, simple, consistent, respectful, uh, you know, humble is certainly a word uh, that comes to mind, and then faithful, right? I mean, I don't know what the last days of his life were like. It seems that the last years were very difficult for him physically and perhaps mentally. And um, in terms of the challenges, certainly the family had plenty to deal with. Mm. But um, walking faithfully, I think it's uh, you know, it just popped into my mind. You're right. There probably uh, are more people hearing the gospel right now through the conversations in the public square Everything from public radio and TV to very liberal newspapers are all paying um, respects to Dr. Graham because of how he lived well. It's not necessarily what we would have thought of. I mean, gee, he, he, he's been out of the public eye for a, a number of years. But 
um, it may be that this moment is a time when there is uh, uh, just a huge uh, revival amongst believers to stand up and to be bold like Billy Graham was, and for because of the public conversations and all the different proclamations by presidents and so many different important figures in our country and around the world, literally, that uh, the presentation of the gospel gets uh, gets put out in a way that has been um, unexpected. I, mean, I have no doubt there are people who are understanding, oh, Dr. Graham was about presenting the cross of Christ, and what am I going to do about that? And I guess I should do something about that. I have no doubt that there are people entering the kingdom today because of what this man did mm-hmm. while he was alive, but his death is the platform God uses to bring people into the kingdom. Mm. John Fuller, we got a couple of minutes, uh, two or three minutes left, but I wanted to ask you this question. John Fuller, you're, you're the steward of, um, of resources. And by the way, FocusOnTheFamily.com is the, is the website I hope all of you have bookmarked on your home or office PC. But, uh, John Fuller, you are the steward of the resources of Focus that, that basically reach, reaches millions of people through various platforms and various means. When you look at a, a, a number, and it, this number is not who Billy Graham preached to, but uh, there's a number here that possibly that Dr. Billy Graham could have been used of God through his spirit, either television, radio, replay, or live crusades, that possibly three million people, and it was very clear, Dr. Graham says, you need to give your life to Christ tonight, come down here. Three million people from one man being obedient could have accepted Christ as their Savior over a 99-year period. You deal with large numbers you're trying to reach out to. Last question, what does that mean to you in terms of, I know what you're trying to do with your team at Focus, but what this one man did? Well, um, we are grateful for every soul saved, regardless of how they come into the kingdom. And, um, you know, the ongoing work of a church to disciple and, and other people to be around to shepherd the, the new faith of a believer is uh, crucial. We are fortunate because we do have, uh, we've got research that shows that tens of thousands of people commit their lives or recommit their lives every month because of what we're doing here at Focus. Amen. We're grateful for that. Um, but it, it, I'm going to take it back to the listeners. You know, t- Today, what can you do to reflect Christ in your conversations with people that you might disagree with, people you don't know, people that uh, you might not ever meet again, and sometimes the hardest is, and people you live with and work with? How are you going to represent Christ with consistency, with simplicity, with faithfulness, What's that look like? You have got to model it, and you've got to come around those people that are new believers in Christ and feed into them so the enemy doesn't steal, kill, and destroy that which God is creating uh, in them. So I think there's an application for each, each one of us to, to take a cue from Dr. Graham and to be smart, to be consistent, to be thoughtful, funny, um, uh, humble, not not full of you know pride, mm. and to just take advantage of the day we have today. And um, we can't measure what God's doing through us by today. Uh, and again, I just think, wow, how many tens of thousands of people are hearing the gospel because this man died, and the world is talking about it? Absolutely awesome. And let me just say as we round out our discussion today with John Fuller, 
Um, when you call or contact Focus on the Family at FocusOnTheFamily.com, and uh, they have a way of not only connecting with you and following up. And for those of you, uh, just as a, as a postscript, who never had the blessing of going to a Billy Graham crusade all through the years, know that there had to be local um, uh, milestones, uh, if you will, local things had to be put together in terms of diversity, in terms of churches being involved, and most importantly, of those three million or whatever the number is that came to Christ, say, at a crusade, there was always a huge follow-up team and an encouragement to get plugged in with a local church. So I think all of that I just wanted to mention in terms of, of the full circle. But I want to tell you, we have been most honored today to have John Fuller with us. Uh, he'll probably be back here very soon on today's edition of Focus on the Family. He's the vice president of the audio team for Focus and, of course, the co-host of the Daily Broadcast. And, again, that website is focusonthefamily.com. John Fuller, thank you for being with us today. And uh, hopefully sometime in the future uh, we'll get a chance to have another conversation. I appreciate that, Bill, and uh, boy, I hope that the Israel trip is unforgettable for y'all. We're ready to go again, my friend, and uh, thank you for mentioning that, but uh, hey, God bless you for all of what you do, and uh, give Mr. Jim my regards, okay? Will do. Thanks, Bill. God bless you, my friend. Bye-bye. Again, that website, focusonthefamily.com, focusonthefamily.com, tell you what, all those resources, don't pass it up. But coming up next, we'll head out to California with uh, our friends at Movie Guide and find out uh, what's coming up at the box office. All that and more in the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Here's the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is blaming Russia, Iran, and the Syrian government for recent violence in Syria, calling it a humanitarian disgrace. Hundreds have been killed amid increased bombardments in recent days of the rebel-controlled eastern suburbs of Damascus. The death toll from the past week has climbed to more than 400. Mr. Trump spoke at a joint news conference with Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull. U.S. House Majority Whip Steve Scalise, who was critically wounded by a gunman last year at a congressional baseball practice, says he is irate that a sheriff's deputy did not try to stop the shooter at a Florida high school last week. The Louisiana Republican says he was blessed that two U.S. Capitol Police officers engaged the shooter at the baseball practice, saving Scalise's life and other members of Congress. On Wall Street, the Dow by 348 points. The Nasdaq rose 127. The S&P advanced 43. This is SRNU. If people can't hear the message, they can't receive the message. Audio issues in your church sanctuary can cause people sitting in dead spots to have trouble hearing while others are drowned in loudness. Christian Sound Installation is your full-service audio-visual team, specializing in the design, installation, improvement, and repair of audio and video systems, and training your volunteer team as part of the installation process. Don't lose the message. Call Christian Sound Installation at 813-505-6302 or visit CSIFL.net. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. To help you get started, we want to send you our free author submission kit. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us. And if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute your book online and in bookstores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It could happen, and it all starts with 
with one call to Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012 for your free author submission kit. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. So call for your free author submission kit right now. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. Bill Bunkley here with a personal invitation to join me and my family on our 2018 10-day pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. Be a part of this year's 70th anniversary marking Israel's statehood. Our tour host is renowned historian and EDI travel president Boaz Shalgi. Travel to Petra, the Dead Sea, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and much more. See where end times will unfold and visit custom locations gaining insight into geopolitical issues facing Israel today. The all-inclusive price is just $3,965 per person, double occupancy. For just $3,965, you'll receive round-trip airfare from Tampa, four- and five-star hotels, Wi-Fi-equipped motor coach, three meals daily, all taxes and tips. For more information, go to letstalkfaith.com or call us 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. Saturday afternoons at 4. It's time for Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. Without a proper understanding of who truly owns your car, who owns your house, we're prone to mismanage that which we do have. Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. He lived 99 years. He preached to millions. He reached the nations. He was a trusted counselor and advisor to presidents, kings, and queens. He once said, my home is in heaven. I'm just traveling through this world. Today, heaven welcomes home a good and faithful servant. Rest in peace. Dr. Billy Graham. The world has changed because you traveled here. Faith Talk, AM 570. Hey, we're back on this Friday afternoon, and uh, boy, I tell you, the kind of week this has been. And uh, not only with uh, our hearts going out to Parkland, and then we have the home going of Dr. Graham. And, uh, and so today, going to have a chance to, to talk about one of those uh, big stories uh, coming up in just a moment with my good friend Ben Kaiser. And, you know, uh, movieguide.org is the website that uh, you really ought to have bookmarked. And you got uh, a couple of great apps for uh, uh, the Apple and the, uh, and the, I, the Android and your Apple phone. And uh, just remember that uh, not only do they have uh, the great information on movies to protect your family and know exactly what you're exposing to your family, they've got great articles. And so between all of what they do, what a fantastic resource. And so and today we're going to talk about a couple movies, but we're also going to have a discussion of Dr. Billy Graham and his impact on Hollywood. And I'd say not only his past impact, but I wonder about his future impact. And I wonder if we're going to see very soon maybe a movie 
about Dr. Billy Graham's life. Well, we'll speculate on that in just a moment. But with that, Ben Kaiser, hey, I know you're working on the great production coming up on Easter Day on the Reels channel of your Movie Guide Awards. And uh, so we're still praying for you. But thanks so much for taking some time out to be with us. It's so good to be with you, Bill. All right. Again, on Easter is where you want to make sure you set your DVR to catch the uh, the cable uh, presentation of the Movie Guide Awards. But uh, let's just jump right into it, talk about a couple of movies first. And uh, coming up that we're going to be opening up here in Tampa is a movie called Game Night. What's your assessment of this one? So first off, this weekend and, and next weekend, just as a little teaser, there's not going to be a whole lot of great family-friendly movies. There's going to be more movies uh, targeted towards adult audiences. The biggest one this weekend, and we won't talk about it a whole lot, but it's called Game Night, and it's about this uh, this super competitive uh, couple, uh, Max and Annie. It's uh, played by uh, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, and uh, they're super competitive. They love games, board games of all sorts, and they host game nights at their house with their friends uh, all the time. Well, uh, Max's older brother, Brooks, is this super successful, wealthy, uh, kind of always tops everything that his younger brother does. And he decides that he's going to do a live kidnap mystery game night with the friends. The only problem is this is where they hire real real actors that, that do kind of a, a crime story in front of you, and you have to solve the mystery. The only problem, when uh, uh, it gets started actual criminals break down the door and kidnap uh, Max's older brother, and uh, the whole group has no idea that it's an actual real kidnapping, but they're trying to solve it like a a regular game night. So it's kind of a comedic uh, premise. It kind of copies an old Billy, uh, Bill Murray movie, excuse me, uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little, which came out in the early 90s, which was a, a really funny movie. So this movie, it's not entirely original. It copies from some some older comedies. The, the main problem is it, it has too much foul language. There are some good things in terms of the messages. It's actually got a, a good pro-family, pro-marriage and children message. Not a whole lot of problems on the worldview side, but the content is just too edgy. Uh, too much foul language. There's a, a really lewd joke. There's no explicit sex or nudity, but it's mostly in the dialogue and the things that the characters are saying. So we have to advise extreme caution for game night. You can read our full assessment of the content and the message and even the quality at movieguide.org. But that's a minus two, which means extreme caution for game night. All right. That may be one vote for getting out to some of the ballparks with the Grapefruit League starting out this weekend. I I know coming in the studio this afternoon, just after the noon hour uh, at uh, George Steinbrenner Field where the Yankees uh, are spring training, must be sold out. So, well, maybe game night may not be the movie, but maybe game day by seeing some of these uh, baseball athletes uh, taking to the mounds around Florida for the opening of spring training might be just an option. Well, <clears throat> what an opportunity. By the way, coming up in just a few moments, we'll talk about Billy Graham's impact on Hollywood. You don't want to miss that. But a lot is being talked about right now about uh, not only the Parkland shooting, but uh, violence in movies, violence in uh, video games. We had a chance to talk with Dr. Bear himself last week about uh, how he has been cautioning for years and years about the effects that this has on not all that uh, watch it, obviously, but there's always a small subset that could react about this. We have a new movie by Kurt Cameron, and Kurt's been very uh, Christianly, socially active in terms of uh, 
uh, wholesome messages to us. It's called Connect. Um, ben Kaiser, talk about this one. Yeah, Kirk Cameron, uh, he's been releasing these movies with Fathom Events. And for those that don't know about Fathom Events, they are uh, movies that play for one night only. Sometimes they do two nights. This particular movie is playing on February 27th and March 1st. So you only have two slots where you can watch it. And it's, it's a really important movie because Kirk Cameron talks about how uh, his personal experience when his children came of age and they wanted to have smartphones. And his wife is like, let's, let's get our children smartphones. And they decide to walk this journey. But what happens when you get your kids smartphones or tablets? It creates all these other questions and dilemmas that you have to uh, try to figure out. And uh, so as Kirk Cameron is on this journey, uh, he's talking with doctors. He's talking with experts that are really helping. good. I think every parent or grandparent should check out this movie because it's really going to equip you and, and help you start walking this journey. But I also want to say it's, it is a movie that scratches the surface. This isn't uh, a, 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 an issue when it comes to technology with our children that you watch the movie and you're going to be set for life. It's, you know, parenting isn't something you just learn once and then you're good. It's a journey and you can, or you're always going to have to uh, walk through that. Uh, and you're going to have to learn, you're going to have to adapt and connect really helps begin that journey uh, with how to parent in a technological age. So I highly recommend every parent and grandparent check out Connect, and you can find out more about uh, the movie at movieguide.org. Now, the quality is three stars, uh, kind of off the mark a little bit with four stars, but a plus one in content. But Ben Kaiser, um, say from middle school and high school, uh, do you think, would you suggest this is a movie to try to attend with your middle school or high schooler, or is this one for, for parents just to, to kind of get this base briefing uh, in, in, in that sort of parental environment? I would say depending on the middle schooler or high schooler, yes, it does deal with some really tough topics such as bullying and suicide and addiction to pornography. So if you're going to take your middle schooler and high schooler, uh, I mean, hopefully you've already had these conversations with them and you can continue having them with them. But we don't want anyone to be blindsided, uh, you know, taking their children to a movie uh, and then, you know, but hopefully parents are already having these discussions with their children about these important issues. And I don't want to take away from uh, February 27th or March 1st, but uh, Ben Kaiser, if uh, someone finds themselves really tied up on those two days for these one-night-only events, usually after a fact, there's an opportunity to buy or acquire the DVD, right? That's correct, but I don't, I don't know of the DVD release dates yet, but we can always talk about that down the road once we do find out. Yeah, I just want to tell folks, hey, try and get out and see it. Uh, boy, I, I, it would be a priority with me, but I've got the session going on until... Uh, the ninth, which is an issue uh, when I'm in when I'm in Tallahassee, but certainly uh, I want to see this one way or another. If you're just joining us, so we're talking with Ben Kaiser, the managing editor at Movie Guide, and uh, if MovieGuide.org isn't a bookmark on your home or office PC, let's get that uh, done because it's a great resource, and for sure on your Android or on your iPhone, so that when you're out at the mall or out and about and say, hey, you know what, let's just pop in and see a movie. You're just not making a decision on the marquee. Hey, I think I heard about that one. Or, hey, so-and-so's in that movie. Drill down. Make sure you know what you're going to be seeing because once your eyes, and more importantly, once your little eyes see it, you can't take it back. And remember that Movie Guide is a 501c3. This is a ministry. 
Uh, they're reaching out to uh, all of the, the various um, uh, components and the producers, the actors, directors um, that go into movie making. And so they are not only spreading the gospel of Christ, but talking about uh, the uh, the responsibility in some of these movies. And so uh, if you check out their uh, 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 evaluation each week and, and you believe in what they're doing, please consider giving them a financial contribution. Well, we're going to talk about something happening on TV. It's going to be happening on CBS of all places this Monday, and uh, it's something that we're going to recommend. Talk about that. Yeah, it's a, actually a sitcom called Living Biblically. Of all things, you know, us us people in the uh, in the faith uh, world, people who go to church, it's not often we see a sitcom on a major network that's trying to target us as an audience, but this is one that is, and it's actually a pretty funny and pretty faith-affirming TV show. Uh, the premise is there's this uh, this character Chip, and he uh, um, he loses his best friend, and he finds out that his wife is pregnant. And he he grew up he's, he grew up Catholic, but has since become a lapsed Catholic. And deciding that he needs to get his life back in order, he decides to go on a spiritual cleanse, and for nine months live his life completely about, uh, uh, abiding by the Bible. Every rule in the Bible, every law, and for those of us that know the Old Testament, we know oh, that my. that gets pretty uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> but he, he doesn't really know any better. He, think, he thinks this is a great idea, and he makes uh, friends with both a, a rabbi and a priest who become his uh, quote-unquote God squad that kind of coach him on this journey. And it's actually a, a really sweet and often funny TV series. It, it's not mocking of Christians. And as he goes on this on this uh, uh, spiritual journey, he begins to learn it's not all about the rules. It does mean you need to open your heart up to, to God, and uh, it is a relationship. It's not just uh, uh, you know a moralistic code. And uh, there's some definitely some positive lessons. Each episode kind of deals with a, a different. Uh, uh, sin or loss. So, uh, two episodes I saw. One was um, about false idols, and another episode was about prayer. So it was just really odd and kind of, you know, a breath of fresh air to see this sitcom on a major network like CBS. So we'll see how the episodes go. There might be some that are better better than others, but there definitely is something uh, uh, to look forward to there and to keep an eye on. It's called Living Biblically. There is a light caution because. There's a few uh, light obscenities and, you know, words like the D word or some OMGs. I'm not going to say the word on, on radio, but there's some light obscenities in, in the show. And that's not uh, a hardcore foul language, but enough to be cautious about. So maybe not for the real young kids that like to repeat everything they see on TV. So that's Living Biblically. We'll have the review of uh, the show and some of the episodes online. And I also interviewed the creator of the, uh, of the TV series. So that article will be on Movie Guys later today. Absolutely something to check out. And again, <clears throat> I don't know the local listing here, but check for NBC on Monday night. And, of course, it's called Living Biblically. Well, let's talk uh, for just a few moments that we have left about Dr. Billy Graham. Uh, just uh, previously I was talking to uh, John Fuller, the co-host with Jim Daly, focusing the family about Dr. Graham's life. And one of the things we were talking about was a Democrat, Republican, all sorts of presidents. Somehow Dr. Graham had a way to just get above all the politics and reach people. So what is your assessment, uh, Ben Kaiser? What was Billy Graham's impact on Hollywood, either positive, negative? What is your thoughts? 
Well, it, it's interesting because Billy Graham often would uh, come and do uh, crusades in Los Angeles and the Hollywood area. And even uh, uh, because he spoke to so many people around the world, it, it's hard to find a, a place on this planet where where he didn't uh, have an influence or didn't reach people. Even in Australia, and this does connect to, to Hollywood, uh, Hugh Jackman, who we know from the X-Men movies and Les Miserables, uh, his father uh, came to know the Lord through a Billy Graham crusade in Australia. So uh, Hugh Jackman grew up in a, a, a Christian home because of Billy Graham's influence, and he still holds on to uh, – I, I don't know how you know how strong of a believer he is right now but he does say he's a christian and uh, uh so even that sort of influence uh, billy graham had uh, friendships with with uh johnny cash and with all sorts of uh musicians and actors so it, it's amazing to see even in revivals that he had on completely other continents like that influence is still making itself apparent in hollywood here and then there's the the aspect of they uh billy graham and the billy graham association made many, many movies, uh, many of them, most of them, e very evangelistic movies. You know, we talk about Christian movies all the time, uh, uh, and we talk about it like it's a fairly new thing, but it's actually been around for quite a while, and uh, uh, Billy Graham was very much involved in that. I grew up watching some of them, uh, like The Climb, and uh, those movies impacted people as well, impacted people in Hollywood. I just was listening, uh, watching the Today Show, and Kathy Lee Gifford was uh, uh, talking about how she came to know the Lord through watching Billy Graham's first movie that came out. And, and uh, she saw that in theaters and gave her life to Jesus and later on in life would actually become good friends with the Reverend Graham. So uh, it, it really is uh, amazing to, to see how much unity he could bring and how much, uh, how many people he really did impact with the gospel of, of Jesus Christ or even around Hollywood. You don't, you don't see people that have negative to negative things to, to say about him. All they have, all they, everyone truly saw uh, uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, radiating in uh, the Reverend Graham. And I think it, it really is a, a beautiful thing. And, and we're just, uh, we're pleased that he's celebrating with the Lord and uh, we'll definitely miss him, but his impact uh, on, on the earth is just, it's going to, it's going to have an effect for many, many years to come. Mm. What do you think about the idea? I, I would be, I guess I would say, Ben Kaiser, I would be surprised, especially given the outpouring of respect over the last uh, two or three days. Uh, we've learned that um, I think Rosa Parks was the last uh, private citizen to lie in state at the United States Capitol. Dr. Graham will be lying in state for two days. Um, I guess my question is, I would be surprised if it, somewhere down the road here there's not a major motion picture made about the life of Billy Graham. I mean, traveling the country, traveling the world, the story of Randolph Hearst there in uh, San Francisco. He's going to have his church service in a white tent, similar to the tent that he began preaching in. I just can't believe if this is not going to be one day a movie. You and I are going to be clamoring to get that review uh, tape or also to go out and to see this movie. I think you're totally right. And we have seen movies about uh, Billy Graham before. Army Hammer played him in one a couple of years ago. And, of course, 
Uh, Billy Graham was portrayed in the TV series The Crown last year, last November, which we talked about. And was he was nominated a Movie Guide Award. And actually, the actor, uh, uh, Paul Sparks, who played Billy Graham, uh, won the Grace Award just at, at the Movie Guide Awards a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh, we gave uh, – because he gave such a great performance. And um, that's really interesting. But as you're saying, movies that are to come – I, I don't know of any movies directly about Billy Graham, but I know that uh, Pure Flix is making a follow-up movie uh, to Unbroken, which, of course, is about Louis Zamperini, the uh, World War II uh, uh, veteran and Olympics runner that uh, came to the Lord because of a Billy Graham crusade here in Los Angeles. So that sequel, uh, the, the Unbroken movie, which was directed by Angelina Jolie, mostly focused on the war and his running – uh, whereas this movie is going to more focus on on Zamperini's conversion, and I assume is going to incorporate uh, that Billy Graham crusade um, very heavily, since that's an, uh, the most important part of uh, Zamperini's life. So we can look forward to that, and that comes out in October of this year, actually. All right. Boy, I tell you what, what a wonderful uh, few moments here with Ben Kaiser. Ben, we're all out of time, but as always, thank you so much for your ministry. Thank you for all of what you do. Again, movieguide.org is that website. Ben, we just wish you a good restful weekend, my friend. Thank you so much, Bill. God bless. God bless you. That'll wrap up our Friday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. Make sure you catch our coverage next week live from Tallahassee about uh, what the legislators resp- legislature's response will be to the shootings in Broward County. And coming up next, my pastor, Dr. Ken Whitten, with today's edition of Living Truth, Making Sense of Forgiveness. Until next week, I'm Bill Bunkley. Have a great weekend. God bless and good afternoon. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.